What's up, everybody? It's me, Duncan J, and you're listening to the DudeCast. That is D-O-O-D, Dude, Dumb Opinions of Duncan. I'm Duncan, and I got some dumb opinions, and I'm going to be sharing with you throughout the this episode. It's been a while since I've uh, recorded an episode, so I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm neglecting uh, the two people that actually listen to this thing. And so, um... In order to uh, make up for it, I have uh, <laughs> I have taken I or let me rephrase I may or may not have taken some uh, mushrooms with chocolate and um, decided to record. So <laughs> we're gonna see what comes out of this. Um, well, I do have a couple of stories I, I want to tell. Like I just I had my birthday. My birthday was May sixth, and turned forty eight. Um, it, it, I started thinking back about other birthdays. Like I've had, I've only had a handful of birthdays in my life that stood out. Um, this year was nice because it was nice and chill. I got to perform on a new stage for my birthday over at, um, oh, was like Porky's. Porky's great. If you ever get a chance to go to Porky's in, uh, in St. Cloud, highly recommend it for the comedy. The barbecue is fit is phenomenal to check that shit out. It's really good. Um, so, what I was thinking about though is my eighth birthday. Now, I said that I've had a few memorable birthdays. The eighth birthday was one of them. The twenty-fifth birthday was one of them because <laughs> I was living in New York and we had a house and um, well, we had a lot of friends and they all. <laughs> Did the adult thing and chipped in and got us a got me and this other girl. I can't remember her fucking name right now for the life of me. Her birthday was May 10th, mine's May 6th, and we had our party on like May 8th because it fell on a, a Friday or a Saturday night. We had this house in Brooklyn where me and my buddy Tommy we had the downstairs, and then there was uh, uh oh god who was it? It was fucking Sandy. And, um, God damn it, why can't I remember the names? Because it was over 20 years ago. Anyways, I know their name. I'm going to know their names as soon as I stop recording the podcast. But, anyways, the, the, we had three girls who lived with us upstairs, and then me and Tommy lived downstairs. And we had this, it was basically like a two story, like two family kind of kind of thing. Like, we had the ground level and the basement. So, we, we had the, what we did was we would have the, parties that we did in the basement but the basement was like a just basically a mock-up of what was upstairs and um anyways we call it the den of sin because <laughs> we did you know some debaucherous things things that have a statute of limitations and they probably run out but i'm not going to get into them on this episode anyways long story short is they are other me and this girl uh who also had the same birthday or you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, we, um, they got us a stripper. They got her a male stripper and then me a, uh, a female stripper, obviously. In case you were wondering. Uh, and what would happen was this, um, guy came down dressed as a cop and asked for Duncan J. And I knew it was bullshit because that's not my government name. And if there's a real cop coming, he's going to ask me for my government name. And 
and uh, Duncan J in it. So, anyways, I cur- I was drunk as shit that night. I cursed him out until they brought the other girl in. They brought the girl in, and um, I was like, "Wait, what? Strippers? Woo! Whatever." I thought they bought the dude for me just to be funny, and I was just I um, I was I was a little uncomfortable. And then I see the titties walk in. So, anyways, that's not the birthday we're talking about. Uh, the birthday I'm going to talk to talk about right now is my my eighth birthday. Now, normally, typically, you would think that an eighth birthday is, oh, for lack of better terms, not that interesting, right? And um, for the most part, I, I would agree with you on that, except for my eighth birthday. Now you're probably asking yourself, like, what makes me so conceited and arrogant, and how dare I think that my birth, my eighth birthday, is special in any way? Well, on my eighth birthday, <laughs> I'm sure you guys remember that movie, Sixteen Candles, where everybody forgot her birthday. Well, on my eighth birthday, what they did was they didn't forget about it. They basically told me that. I was such a bad child. I was such a bad kid that I wasn't going to have a birthday for my eighth birthday because you know my family are assholes. <laughs> Essentially, um, they they told me I wasn't going to have one, and they told me it was too bad. And it wasn't just one member of the family; it was all of them. They were in on it together, you know. Which come to find out, they were. But what happened was is that <laughs> my, I woke up at my grandfather's house because my mom works nights and stuff like that. And I had to go to school, and then I was supposed to go to school. I was supposed to go to football practice, and then I was supposed to go home. Well, since my uncle and my aunt, or my uncle and my grand, my grandfather woke up and they told me what I just told you that I wasn't having a birthday, and then my aunt came over, picked me up, and took me to school, and she told me. The same thing that I wasn't having a birthday. Now you would think at this point, no, mind you, hindsight's twenty twenty. But you would think at this point in life that I would have picked up on these sons of bitches already <laughs> because they're all in cahoots, you know. Um, so, you know, admittedly, so I was pretty fucking naive as a kid. So I believed them. I believed them, the adults in my life, which is proven to be the wrong. Decision in a lot of instances. Um. So yeah. So I went to school. I went to school, and um, you know, I can't remember. I I don't remember that school day because it was forty fucking years ago. But I do remember like getting out and thinking, I don't want to go to football practice today. It's my fucking birthday. Everybody's treating me like shit. They tell me I'm not gonna have a birthday. I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna run away. <laughs> that was uh, that was my decision. I was, I was like, I'm just gonna run away. Screw them, you know. But being the semi good kid that I was, uh, I got to the main road, which is Vesper Super Highway, and realized I was taught never to cross that. So <laughs> I wasn't going very far in this runaway thing. So what I ended up doing 
was um, actually, I ended up going to the library. I remember that. The library right there. It was at the end. Of, you, I mean, I skipped football practice, so nobody had seen me. I went straight to the library, and I just hung out there. They had like the play pit with all the all the like Legos and stuff like that. And they had you know, the children's area, you know. So I was over there. I was probably been there for like at least two or three hours. Apparently, I mean, they, I think they closed at like six o'clock. I got there at like you know three or whatever. So I've been there for like at least two hours. And so I decided that I'm gonna go and um, I'm gonna go and and uh, you know. I, I, I felt like I'd read every book in the. Now, obviously, I did not. I was just bored, and I have ADD, so um, I decided that I was going to go and uh, you know explore the adult area. So I did. <laughs> now, obviously, it's a library, so I didn't have any anything indecent or what have you. It was a library. Birmingham, Alabama, for Christ's sake. There was really nothing going on. But I did find this big old book. I remember it because it was it had leather on it, and it was bound, and it was, it was big. It was it was Shakespeare unabridged uh, book. It looked like a huge Bible, like like something you see in Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, I mean, it was like something leather bound and stuff like that. Really nice design on it. It was Willie Shakespeare's unabridged works, so I spent time there, and I was just running, you know, I was, I was rummaging through it because I mean I'm eight, I don't fucking understand Shakespeare, you know. And there was there were some pictures, but they were like you know those cryptic drawn pictures that like in the paragraphs and stuff like that that were just like and you know, I don't even know what they're called, but you know I'm eight, so I'm sitting there looking, and. Flipping the pages and flipping the pages. I remember the pages really thin, like a Bible, because this is an old ass book. And so, as I'm looking through this book, I come across my name, Duncan D U N C A N, the King of the Scots from the play that shall not be named, as I found out later in theater. But I was named. That was my name, you know, not the Donut, just the King of the Scots. You know, and, you know. It's, I, I still get annoyed sometimes when people. I mean, I don't get mad. It's just, it's just annoying. And you know how well read someone is when you tell them your name is Duncan, and they go, "Oh, like the donut?" Because it's like literally, there is like at least five, maybe ten other things you could have called me besides the donut. You know. Like, do I look like a contraction? I know I'm cute and adorable. I look like a snack, but do I look like a contraction? <laughs> you don't know. It's D U N C A N, and D U N K I N is an hyph or is an apostrophe or um, a contraction, if you will. Sorry, for dunking, as in dunking your donut in your coffee. So when people call me Duncan, I'm like, oh, like the donut. I was like, no, no, no. It's it's said like the donut. But it's spelled like the cake mix. That's another one. I can name them off for real. I did Duncan, the King of the Scots, obviously, if you're well read. Duncan Idaho from the book Dune, also another well read.、Um, let's go with Duncan Yo Yo, Duncan Hines, Duncan Sheik, Duncan Man at Arms from He Man,、um, Duncan 
the uh, Cl- uh, Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod, and of course uh, Duncan's toy chest from Home Alone 2. So plenty of Duncans to choose from. You know what I mean? Well, y'all gotta go with Donut. Anyway, I'm sitting there in the library, come across my name in this book, and um, it's uh. It's interesting because I, again, I don't know, I don't know the words, but I, I became, I, I, I created at that point became a fixation or a fascination with, with, uh, Shakespeare and probably one of the reasons I went into theater, probably one of my favorite, you know, reasons that, oh, I love Romeo and Juliet, you know, all versions of it. I love, I love Hamlet, even the Mel Gibson one. Um, in fact, when I was in, I think when I was in junior high school, I was, I had a, I had a monologue I had to remember from Hamlet, and the movie had just come out in the theater, and I went and watched it, and I had the monologue memorized. So when it came up in the in the movie, I was like, yes, and I was like reciting it in my head. Obviously, you know, in the theater, so I'm sitting there just like, you know, I'm like lip syncing the uh, the monologue, and he skipped the whole portion. I was like. <gasps> I don't remember what the words were, but I, now, but I was like, at that point, it's like, wait, what? Mel Gibson skip? <gasps> so it was kind of, it was kind of cool, um, having been able to watch that and know the lines, you know. So, so I go, and I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading through all this stuff at the at the library, and, and it's because it gets to be closing time, about six thirty, maybe seven at night, and. You know, it's May, spring, so sun hasn't gone down quite yet. Yeah. And um, I'm like, shit, what am I going to do now? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to go home. They're not, gonna, they're not giving me a birthday, you know. <laughs> that was so stupid, man. So I walk out of the library. I have no idea where I'm going, just, but, but just brave face would have be like, whatever. Soon as I come out that door, when hey, you better get over here. It's my grandfather. Oh, and he is pissed. Oh, he's been driving up and down these streets for at least an hour and change now, and he is living. He's like, you didn't go to football practice. You skip. You, you know, I didn't skip school. He's like, you skip football practice for what? For what? Well, get your ass in this car. Hey, he took me home. Now the ride home wasn't that long, but. It seemed like a fucking eternity because I know I'm about to get my ass beat. I know I'm going to get my ass beat for not showing up on time or, you know, whatever. And trying to run away. <sighs> well, come to find out. Come to find out. We, we pull up in the house and... I'm walking in, walking up the stairs to the from the from the street because there's like little stairs in the in the grass because we live on hills and stuff like that. So I go ahead and go up there and I start walking up and I I realize that all, all the lights are on. And if you know my mom, that is not my mom. My mom does not does not leave lights on. <laughs> so. I'm already kind of like, you know, like, what the fuck's going on, you know? So I go inside. There's nobody there. Nobody in the, nobody in the uh, living room. Nobody in the uh, bedroom. Yeah, excuse me. No one in the bedroom that is off, you know, that offshoots uh, off the living room. 
no one in the kitchen. Now you have to remember this, or you don't, you have to know this. Uh, I just remembered it too. So the bathroom, the bathroom was outside of the back porch. So when it was cold outside, it sucked. It sucked to take a shower. It sucked to take a shit. <laughs> it just sucked when it was cold out because you had to go out the, you know, outside. It was, it was attached to the house and it was indoor plumbing, but it was fucking freezing outside during the winter time. So I'm looking out there and it's, I'm like, well, there are lights on in the backyard. What's going on? So I go out there. And I'll be damned if it wasn't all of my friends from school, <laughs> all of their parents, <laughs> my my mom, <laughs> and my stepdad. My stepdad. Well, at the time he wasn't my stepdad; he's my stepdad now, because they my he was basically courting my mom, and uh, <laughs> ended up coming to my eighth birthday party, and he was on the grill. This my he. I swear to God, since I was eight years old, this dude is. If there's a grill, he's on it. I love that dude. I love that dude. And this is, I guess, this story is just in time, you know, for not just for my birthday, but coming up Father's Day and stuff like that. Because I tell you, I don't know. My family's fucked, bro. My family's so fucked up. We're gonna get into that later. Not on this episode. We're, we're gonna stick a pin in that and come back to it. But I just gotta. My dad, well, if you if you know me personally and you know、uh, if I tell a story and I say my dad, I'm talking about my stepfather, the man who raised me from a boy to a man. I have he's no other children. I am his only son, and I'll be damned if he doesn't always treat me like it. Okay, I got very lucky in that aspect because I know I've heard a lot of horror stories. I mean, I've actually seen some about stepdads, you know. Like, wow, I've never experienced it. So thankful for that. But、um, Tom was there at my party, and that was forty years ago. And they're about okay. My parents are about to celebrate their fortieth wedding anniversary. <laughs> wow, I can't even fucking fathom that. I will tell you this though, my 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 dad, my my dad is my dad is, he is like the epitome of patience. Like just if he's patience personified, okay. I I don't know how he puts up with my mom. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could put up with my mom or anybody like my mom. Which is why a lot of relationships have not worked out because, you know, the old Freudian, you go towards your mom, you know, bullshit. <laughs> I don't even date blondes because I don't. My mom's a blonde, and I don't want anything to do with that shit. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, though,、um, it's like, and I don't know. It's it's just been so. For the last forty years, it's been amazing to have such a good, good guy that that took care of me that that could have turned his back on me. But in fact, when his mother, like my grandmother, used to—I mean, when I first 
came down to Florida and became part of the family, it's like, I don't know, it was like the other side of the family, you know, his side of the family was down here. Our, my, my mom's family was still up in, in Alabama. So um, when the kids, they, he's got, my, my dad's got four, uh, or three siblings, sorry. He's got, a, got two sisters and a brother. And when they would come down, they'd bring their kids because they were coming down from, you know, Massachusetts, Vermont, whatever. So they would come down and they'd have the kids and me and their kids would hang out. But then when it went to go, when it was when it was time to go some, do something cool like Disney or Circus World. Yes, there was a Circus World. Uh, <laughs> Cypress Gardens. Whatever they were doing as a trip, well... They, they kind of treated me differently than the rest of the kids. Like, you know, at, they would get all the, they would all get treats or something. And they would all like kind of give me what was left over. You know what I mean? It was, it was just, I, I was the bastard child. I was the stepson. I was the redheaded stepson without having, you know, red hair. And so I think when, I think, I don't remember exactly the details of it, but I just do remember that one time my mom said, all right, we're going to go over to Grammy and Grampy's. And I was just like, I just wanted to stay home. I was like, well, what do you mean you want to stay home? I was like, I don't, I don't want to go over to Grammy and Grampy's. My mom, being the brilliant woman that she is, um, realized that there was something wrong with me. Like, what was, and she pulled it out of me. She, like, literally had to pull the words out of me that I told her that, you know, the rest of the family treats me differently. Like, I don't, I don't get treated the same. I don't get treated with respect and kindness. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm the Cinderella of this story, you know, for lack of better terms. And so, you know, my mom went and told my dad, I tell you though, this is, This is what separates the men from the boys, okay? When my mom told my dad that his mom was, I mean, I don't want to say, like, leading the pack, but she definitely had some influence on what was going on over there. So, you know, she was, she was spearheaded it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not getting a kid, Cody. She's dead now. I can talk about it. (laughs) I guess, I don't know. But, um, my dad, uh, Stood up to his mother, and you—if you—if you're a man, you understand the the that the, the difficulty that it has if you've had a a relationship with your mom, whether it be tumultuous or otherwise. But when so when your wife, your significant other, tells you something negative about your mother, you are stuck between a rock and a fucking hard place right there. You are stuck in a position where it's like. Wow, um, well, I love you, but uh, yeah, uh, she was the one that gave birth to me, you know. But like, but I came out of her vagina, but I want to be in yours, you know. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like that sort of juxtaposition where you just, you just, what the, you, you literally have to ask yourself, what do we do now, stupid, <laughs> you know? So my dad. <laughs> True testament to that hood right here. True testament to man. True testament to from not being like just stepping into your own as a human being. My dad stood up to his mom. 
said, listen, marry that woman right there, okay? I married her. And that boy right there, that boy came along with her. So that boy is my boy as much as it's her boy. And if you don't like it, well, you're going to see less of your boy. That's what he told his mom. Some, or I might be paraphrasing, but essentially. And it was weird because I wasn't there. I didn't see the conversation. I didn't hear the conversation. All I know is that from that moment on, from, from that day, from that week, whatever it was, I would, they never treated me, they never treated me badly again. They, I got, everything changed, man. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of funny how one story can lead just right into another story, right? <sighs> well, anyways, 40 years ago on May 6th, <laughs> I tried to run away from home. <laughs> and um, I gotta tell you, I'm glad I didn't. I'm very glad I didn't. So um, I'm gonna end that one right there. So I hope you guys are having a good time. I hope you guys enjoyed the little story time. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should get re- re- rebrand this, rename this uh, podcast to getting to know you <laughs> no that's stupid um here we go i got a, I got a dumb opinion right now and tell me what you think send me emails you know text me you know me whatever give me a message let me know what you think about this i'm a movie fan big movie fan huge movie fan here's what i think they're remaking all these fucking movies and i'm just kind of sick of it so i think that like there should be a rule, right? Like, this is my opinion, right? The dumb opinion of Duncan is there should be a rule that you don't remake a movie unless at least two of the main stars are dead. Like, the, the actual actors have to be dead for you to remake that movie. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't, there's some movies that you just can't touch like that, right? Like, I don't want to see anybody else do It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, they do it on every television show every year, you know. My favorite one was the, my favorite It's it's a Wonderful Life adaptation, if you will, was the one with, with uh, uh, um, Married with Children, with Al Bundy, you know, Ed O'Neill, and <laughs> fucking Sam Kinison, you know. Um, but no, 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 I, like I said, I stand by that, though. I stand by that. There should be like, you know, Marty and Doc are not dead. Do not remake fucking Back to the Future, please. In fact, there's some movies that, that shouldn't be remade until I'm fucking dead, let's be honest. <laughs> um, there's that, but, but, you know, I don't know. Tell me what you think. This is Duncan J. Dude cast, dumb opinions of Duncan. Um, I'm about to post this up on, I guess it's what, when Tuesday morning, I guess it is. So I'm just going to let you guys know that um, this week... Um, this Wednesday, the May 24th, Wednesday, May 24th, I'm going to be at Social Distance. That's right, Social Distance over in, uh, over in uh, Satellite Beach. We're going to be doing a comedy show. Uh, it's going to be a good comedy show, too. It's, oh, it's so good. It's got, I've got uh, Preach Carter. I've got Matt Glidden. I've got um, uh, 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 Christopher Robinson and, uh, and somebody else. I can't remember. I'm always bad that last person i'm not quite sure who it is but we're gonna find out 
Um, let's see here. Who is on the show? Ho, 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 ho. Oh, fuck. Really? Craig Chamberlain, man. Very funny dude out of Cocoa Beach. Come check it out. It's Chris, Chris Robinson. Um, it's Matt Glidden. It's uh, Reach Carter. And my good buddy. <laughs> oh, Steve Martin looked like himself. Uh, Mr. Craig Chamberlain. And guys, I'm going to be hosting it. So come on out. I'd love to see you. Now, after that, I've got two weekend shows, okay? And they're not even, they're not both, both of them aren't comedy shows. On Saturday night, I'm going to be at WIDS, uh, right down off of Sarno. It's uh, right behind the Dell's Taco on Sarno and, uh, and Wickham. So, WIDS, WIDS Place, WIDS Place and some, what is it called? I don't know. I don't know. It's WIDS Place. Just Google WIDS Place. You'll find it. Um, also, Sunday, 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 I'm going to be doing, um, I'm going to do, be doing my, uh, my monthly duties at Pento's Motel and Lounge, <laughs> all the way out, um, all the way out. It's on US-1, uh, just north of Coco. It's, uh, just south of Titusville. It's called Port St. John, uh, since really, I mean, honestly, it's Port St. John, but, um, anyway, Wids Saturday night, um, uh, Pentos Sunday, and then uh, if you don't know about all these things, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can now go to my website. I've got a brand new website, y'all. Yes, it's DuncanJ.com. Very simple. D U N C A N J A Y, all one word. dot com. Go there, check it out. I'm going to be updating it frequently. Um, I just I just started it. So bear with me, assholes. I'm building it myself. Uh, but I hope to see you guys, man. I hope to see you guys out at a live show. Uh, pop me a pop me a message on my in, on my on my internet on my website uh, duncanj.com. Uh, send me an email zduncanj uh, at gmail. Um, go to my Facebook page. Go to the or you guys are already listening to the podcast. Durr. Uh, <laughs> so um. I don't know what else to say. That's about it. That's about it. And come out and support my venues, man. So support the social distance. Support Murdoch. Support Pentos. Support Wids. Support, uh, you know, I think it says social distance. Support um, uh, Cheers by the Sea down in, uh, down in uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Melbourne Beach. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, June 8th, if you're interested, I'm going to be over in Cocoa Village at, uh, at um, the Blind Lion for... Space Coast Comedy with Judge uh, Judge Jones uh, hosting, and then if you get a chance to check out uh, the uh, the what is it called the un uh, oh shit what is it the, not the unholy podcast the uh, the unapology podcast uh, that Judd and Jimmy Moynihan and my boy Scott Scott Hooker do. Um, I was just there tonight. I had a blast tonight. I made some made some people laugh. Uh, met some new friends and. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'm done, guys. I'll talk to you later. See you on the next episode. Hey, guys, it's me, Duncan J. Again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Not only that, but I want to invite you to go over uh, to Spotify and also listen to the Funny Style Podcast. It's my friend. 
Chris Robinson, who also has his uh, own album on Spotify called the 6040 Rules. Check that out as well. Um, and if you're in the area down in Melbourne, go check out my friend Becky, uh, Waxing by Becky. Uh, she does appointments only. She does waxing. They have uh, massage there. They have uh, spray tans, whatever you do. And they, they're a big sponsor, big uh, supporter of, of my uh, Dirty Bingo Nights. Also, while you're down there, you get a cup of coffee at my good friend Mike Chapa's place, Apocalypse Coffee Roasters. That's right, Apocalypse Coffee Roasters. And I cannot go on without giving a shout out to my cousin, Savvy Vinyl Records. If you guys are into vinyl, you're into anything old school like that, right behind Dell's Freeze, off of US1, my friend Snap Happy, my cousin actually, Snap Happy, go talk to her and she'll get you hooked up with all the best vinyl, all right? Once again, thanks for listening to the Dubecast, and I'll see y'all all real soon.